my yeah. very first time. Okay, well, this is my first time <laughs> doing anything <laughs> remotely like this. It's the first time for everyone. I haven't really went deep into your story as an artist until I saw the Banff uh, announcement and I think yeah. I messaged you on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I was like, this is just, I was like, hold on, Banff? That was quite a pivotal moment for your career. That was big yeah. press. Oh, it was huge. It was um, by far the, the biggest sort of commission I've done to date. Um, and it came very, very early on. <laughs> so I don't know if I peaked already. <laughs> Hopefully not. It's um, going to go up from now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Get ready. Like, what can be better than working for the Banff Mountain Film Festival? It's literally like a dream. So, um, yeah, that I went full-time in 2022 or the end of 2021. Wow. And then um, basically applied to Banff in the May of 2022 and then got the got the message saying that I've got the gig to go out to uh, Banff and do the <laughs> artwork. So it was like, yeah, it was like four months of full-time illustrating artist type thing. And then I got that call and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we're going somewhere then. Maybe this could work and as, that, a, as a career. <laughs> that's the, um, that's the artwork that you produced for the festival that you brought over as well. Yes. So that's the original drawing. Um, so I basically, I was working alongside Rab and Buff, uh, the company's staff from there were giving me art direction mm -hmm. on, uh, what to do. Uh, and basically what to incorporate into the artwork. So they wanted something to do with the Banff National Park, um, which is obvious. Uh, so basically a lot of my work has connections to places that I've been to and experienced and things, but I've never been to Banff, so I needed to find some sort of connection to somewhere uh, in Banff. So I started looking at the mountain ranges and the lakes and... Um, the geology of the national park and then Lake Louise was one of the first places that popped up because it's very 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 well known yeah um I've seen it in hundreds of photographs and I've always wanted to go <laughs> uh, and my mum is called Louise so I was like that, that's a that's a good Just enough connection I think to, <laughs> to yeah to create a piece of work from um so I began like researching images of Lake Louise uh, and they liked my Ben Nevis drawing which is like a sort of reflection drawing kind of it's the, the kind of western aspects of nevis and then the underside similar to that drawing is the north face of nevis so i wanted they like that and i wanted to do something similar with the the banff piece so it's basically the mountains on one side and then the mountains on the other side so it's almost like a sort of flattened but not flattened drawing yeah. and it's also not the typical view that you would see yeah. that most people will look at from yeah. the top of the lake looking down it's looking from one side to the other side type mm. thing. So it's maybe not the classic view that you would see because there's a big hotel and everything there. Yeah. And it's most people... hugely photographed scenery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So popular. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. And do you always use colour in no. your drawings? No. Uh, I first kind of started incorporating colour... Um, it, was, it was only a couple of years ago. It was my first piece was... Um, it's a drawing called Anlokinuanya, which is the Green Loch in okay. the Cairngorm National Park. 
it's a well-known lock now, but when I first went, it was many years ago, I went with my dad and the sort of main path wasn't there and he took me up with my mum. It was a sort of lesser known place then and it's basically the way it's surrounded by trees, the Scots pine and the algae in the water kind of turns it this like sort of bluey green colour, which is really cool. Now it's become very, very well known. People go swimming there and everything now. Um, But because it's it's named the Green Lock, I thought if I'm going to introduce a bit of colour, it needs to be very carefully done because a lot of my work or all my work up to that point was just black and white um, pen drawings. I wanted to try a little bit of colour um, and that seemed like the best direction to go in was just to be very tentative and very deliberate with the colour, much like my work is very deliberate. <laughs> it's very <laughs> just literal. I'm drawing hills <laughs> as detailed as I can with um, the little pen ones. But yeah, that was where the colour came from. And then it felt right to put colour into that piece mm. um, because the colour of Lake Louise is very sort of iconic, I guess. You just took yeah. that out. <laughs> like, I just was about to say it. It is so... Like, when I see videos mm-hmm. and photos of Lake Louise, like, that is the colour. It's just so strikingly blue. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like... It's like milky, really aquamarine blue. Just very, very glacial, beautiful colour. Awesome. <laughs> and it is exactly that in real life. Even like um, like I went to see it, so I know it, is, it does look like that. Even in the snow, even when it was um, chucking it down with snow, it was still that colour. So yeah, uh, that definitely needed to be put into the, the work. But you're... You haven't really started as an illustrator because you are trained animator. You yeah. you did animation yeah. in Dundee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. It was mostly computer animation that I did. So I cool. graduated. Yeah, in two thousand and fourteen, um, we worked on a range of films. Um, I was mostly I was actually doing lots of lighting and compositing. Is what was my main thing and uh, rigging, which is basically putting. Uh, 3D skeleton inside a character so that you can move it realistically. That was that is so, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, so animation's got lots of different sort of aspects to it. Um, yeah. you, you go and do animation at uni, but I didn't actually do a whole lot of mm-hmm. actual animation. I did all the kind of behind the scenes work, the film, uh, the lighting scenes, and then bringing it all together in, in different programs. So, um, but I found it was sitting by a computer a lot of the time. Um, and then I actually enjoyed the, the life drawing part of things better, which was, which is kind of where a lot of this has now yeah. come from, the actual pencil in hand drawing stuff, yeah. drawing characters, because um, it, it gives you that kind of scope. You can draw characters, but then you can also design sets as well for the characters to be in. And you can also do the background work, which is maybe where some of this came from as well. Um, which is you, you get to do lots of things mm-hmm. in animation there's nothing to do um, it's not always to do with actual yeah. animating which is it's really yeah it was a really brilliant course um, and I absolutely loved it but it's not what I ended up doing wasn't really where I wanted to kind of go <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I, I, I know what you wise. mean I know what you mean absolutely for me having the creative freedom of like going to nature this is why i love scotland 
Yeah. And this is probably why I can't leave Scotland. Because, I mean, it's five minute drive away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even 15 minutes. Yeah. It's literally like right here, you know, and you go and just the sunset you see here and, and the beaches and the, you know, tied in, tied out and, you know, walk with the dog and mm -hmm. the inspiration hits you. It's like, oh, wow, I've never seen that before. And I've been in this place 500 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have a lab as well. <laughs> don't you uh, what sorry you a have lab. a lab yeah uh, yeah. yeah it kind of yeah, goes yeah. between um me and my wife's house <clears throat> and her parents house oh cool yeah. <laughs> is it a girl or boy uh, it was a girl it's a girl yeah, we have a girl she's a well. she's a springer door so she's springer, springer. spaniel mixed with lab. super active <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> you would think that i think she was in her youth um but it's like the two breeds of cancelled each other out yeah and now she's not <laughs> active as as much as uh we'd hoped <laughs> she's, she actually she's a bit of a walk refuser really um, how old is she lately uh seven seven so, uh, she's okay. still got plenty in her um but she's sometimes yeah she'll if she doesn't want to go somewhere she'll put the brakes on and yeah. just sit down <laughs> <laughs> but if you take her off the lead, she'll then follow you. That reminds uh, me of someone I know really well <laughs> who is currently sleeping at home. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite funny. Yeah, we're hoping, um, we're actually currently in the process of hopefully uh, getting our own yeah. permanent dog. Nice. Um, and maybe a bit more of a kind of mountain climber dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's this supposed to be? What breed are you looking at? Uh, we're looking at cockers actually, cocker spaniels. Okay. Yeah. Um, They're super popular here. Yeah, yeah. But we've not 100% um, sort of decided on any breed in particular. Take just something, time. yeah, just something that would, that's quite active rather yeah. than like a stay at home type dog yeah. which is kind of what Penny is <laughs> <laughs> she's she's absolutely brilliant though she's the easiest yeah. dog like anybody could look after her she just yeah. sleeps <laughs> yeah. I, I went that way because you know for me walking with Pepper Averlap yeah um it's kind of a meditation process you mm -hmm. know when I go through my thoughts I'm outside of my studio i'm away from the desk yeah and and you're also a person who loves to hike and explore mm -hmm. and that really comes from your childhood doesn't it yeah pretty much yeah um i would say i was heavily heavily influenced by my mom and dad um in terms of being outside um they especially my dad he took took us all over the place i was sort of known as in school anyway i was known as the kind of guy that went camping all the time <laughs> <laughs> and like loved barbecues I was sort of not famous but known for sort of yeah like being outside cooking outside um and that was purely my dad because that's what he loved doing and we went <laughs> camping a lot um we like didn't go on holiday as much but yeah. went camping a lot like all over Scotland instead type thing um and, but my mum also did that in her youth. She used to camp at Lossy Mouth for two weeks every year for, I don't know how many years with how her. How cool is that? Yeah, with, with, <laughs> with my granddad. So um, they used to, they, they all lived in Perth and they used to pack up the car. I don't know how they fitted everything in the car, but and then they used to drive up to Lossy Mouth, three kids um, and nice. my granny and granddad and they used to go up to Lossy Mouth <laughs> camp. That. Yeah, um, so it, my, my dad did it, but my mum also uh was like loved it as well so we 
that's what we did with my brother. We we drove around Scotland yeah. and camped in random places, and I think that was where the the first kind of influence came from for me to kind of go and explore places that maybe haven't been explored quite so much. Try mm. and find new places and and cool places, and this was yeah like twenty years ago, twenty five years ago now, and um, when we used to do all that, and it was yeah that was where. There was maybe less people around and not so many campsites, so you were, yeah. yeah, it was slightly more untouched. But you can still find some amazing places in Scotland mm. if you if you want to, if you can, if you can um, handle the roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you have the kind of car that can handle yeah. that, especially the gravel ones. I mean, I got flat tire not once, not twice <laughs> yeah. on these roads. Yeah, it's quite bad. a risk-taking <laughs> journey, but adventuring, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what's adventuring about. Um, so, do you prefer? Obviously, you prefer mountains to sea, despite being mm. living in Scotland and you live in Ardesir, which is like right by the sea. Yeah, I literally, I literally my house is here, road, sea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can. From my garden, I could throw that a stone into terrible. the sea. <laughs> it's, it is amazing. It's really cool. I've I've swam out in the front of the garden now, paddle boards, um, and then when we've got Penny, obviously go for walks along to uh, Fort George and back. Yeah, and I've spent quite a lot of time just out on that on that beach now, and it's it's not like a particularly nice sandy beach, but because it's so close, um, it's convenient. It's, yeah, it's great. You're you're literally out the door, and then you've got. You can see Inverness across the Black Isle. It's it's beautiful. Inverness Hamptons almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, me and my wife we we always talk if we ever move, we're like we're gonna have to move somewhere that has a view yeah. like that, um, because we're now so used to it, uh, and I think it would be a yeah a real shame if we then didn't have a view. So we're like maybe we don't want to move. Maybe we want to stay in this house. Yeah. <laughs> um, it makes sense, yeah. you know, because, I mean, you wake up in the morning and you look outside of the window and mm -hmm. you're either, you know, joyful and inspired or yeah. just disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how did you end up in France after the Dundee degree? Yeah. Because that is... Again, that's mountains. You went back to the mountains. It's yeah. always your pool. <laughs> yeah, so that was um, that was the ski season. Yeah. Uh, so after Dundee, it's basically I couldn't find a job. <laughs> couldn't find a job. Uh, couldn't find like a permanent job. So I think I, I think I did some like random jobs, um, like nothing. I can't even remember. Maybe like in a bar and things. Just like I'd worked in bars all through university. Uh, That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. So like every summer I came home, I worked in a different bar in Inverness. Um, like, which bars did you work at? Uh, I worked in bar one, a uh, okay. cocktail bar, which is now called the Imperial. It's, yes. Um, and I worked in Johnny Fox's. Oh, Johnny Fox's. <laughs> for a summer, yeah. Who uh, has not worked in Johnny Fox's <laughs> yeah. in Inverness? <laughs> so, I didn't. <laughs> I worked in Castle Tavern for a long time. Oh, nice. Yeah, Castle yeah. Tavern, yeah. Good beer in there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's that's how we start, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Really? So that, that was, yeah, that, that was where I worked, um just for a couple of summers so I think I might have worked somewhere else leaving uni and then we went on holiday I actually went on holiday with this the company that I ended up working for so they're called Riders Refuge and they're sort of um they own 
Shally's and Morzine. Nice. And then we got to we got to know the owners. Um, and I was with my friend that I ended up going over with as well. So mm-hmm. I was with my dad um, and my friend. Um, and my dad's friend were in Morzine. And then I actually injured myself whilst on that holiday. So I got speaking to our chally host a lot okay. <laughs> um i i tore it wasn't my acl it was like the one on the inside i can't remember what it's okay. called so i was basically at at the chalet for a couple of days of the holiday which was really annoying but i got speaking to the chalet host um, and he told me all about the job and how to apply and all that jazz um, and the the owners came over and spoke to me because they felt sorry for me that i was missing out <laughs> on my holiday got speaking to them quite well and then basically when we got back to um Inverness that's just clicked we were working in Taizo which and me and my friend were running the ski shop in Taizo that's where we were working uh, and then we decided that we were going to try and do a, a ski season so we both applied to this riders refuge company um did the whole interview process um it's quite a sort of sought after job there's lots of people that apply yeah. for it but we, we got in I think it was mostly because we'd already spoke to the people that um, like owned it so they already knew who we were and things like that so we were in like good stead for getting a job and then yeah we went out uh, just before Christmas um, and then I skied every day for like four or five months so that, that was really... absolutely miserable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or to snowboard uh, and then we were basically chalet hosts so we're like cooking cleaning uh, driving the vans, just doing doing airport just, <laughs> yeah, just doing lots of things. So, did um, you draw at that time as well? Uh, no, I was doing photography though. Mm-hmm. I was taking. I had my big camera with me, and I was trying to do like little films and lots of photography. But what I kind wasn't. Of camera did you have? I had a Canon. Uh, what was it? Five hundred D. It was an old yeah. old Canon. Um, quite bulky for sort of heavy beast yeah yeah it wasn't wasn't (laughs) ideal (laughs) not like my camera now but um yeah I wasn't I wasn't drawing at that point no I think I because I just finished uni I think I was taking a little bit of a break from Mm. the creative side of things but yeah and then based on my research then you went back to Scotland yeah to Inverness or was it just straight to Edinburgh Inverness briefly um, mm-hmm. and then to Edinburgh to do my teaching degree yeah. uh, in Murray House. But that was hard work. Yeah. Uh, so that was, bit, it's like a sort of fast-tracked one-year, um, it's called a postgraduate diploma. Postgraduate grind work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, oh. It was, I did yeah, postgraduate oh. and I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, I, I didn't really know, yeah, I, it's hard. It just kind of yeah, it just kind of <laughs> fell into place. So my my wife's a teacher, um, and I did a little bit of kind of teacher. What was it like experience okay. in um, Inverness High School, and the, the the guy that I was teaching with, um, he also helped me basically get into art school. This was nice. five years prior, so mm-hmm. I had a good relationship with him, and um, so he let me kind of shadow him um, in the classroom and actually I really really enjoyed it at that point um, and he gave me some feedback and he said you're you kind of know what you're doing I think you could you could apply and you might you might you could be a teacher if you <laughs> um, and I got some support from my my wife as well um, she kind of helped me as well with the sort of preparation process interview process and things like that to get in 
Um, yeah, and then I got in. Didn't expect to, but I was I was in, and it was, there was fourteen of us. I was the only boy, um, on the the whole class. Um, so that was, it was fine in the end. Um, but it was a bit like, great, okay. So <laughs> moving to Edinburgh, I don't know anybody that lives here. Um, it's really expensive. I'm in a class full of, um, females. In the end, absolutely fine. I got on really well with them. Um, just missed. Miss boy chat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're, yeah, you're in a new place and you don't really know anyone. Um, but it was fine in the end. And it was the actual year was great to begin with, um, but stressful. It was like... Is it because of your dad? Yeah, so it was fine to begin with. And then I just I have this pretty strong memory of my mum and dad coming down uh, to see me. Uh, and my my wife, um, they were staying with me, and my dad had. This was prior to cancer diagnosis, um, but I just have this like strong memory of walking about Edinburgh with him and my mum and my wife, um, and him not being able to walk properly. He he sort of like was explaining to me quite jokingly, like it feels like I can't step on my feet properly without my ankle wanting to roll. It was really strange. So he, he was really slow on his feet, which was really not good because my dad was really, really active guy, like took up downhill mountain biking when he was 55. <laughs> <laughs> really, like, and, and did lots of hiking and all sorts all throughout his life. But, um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, this is, this is strange. Um, so he's sort of hobbling along and, like, carefully placing feet. Um and I think they'd booked in to basically get, get him checked out to see why he couldn't walk properly and why it felt like his balance was gone, basically. Mm. That was that was the only thing. Um, so then, yeah, I've maybe blocked semi-part of this that year out of my head a little bit, but it must have been sometime after that hospital diagnosis came through um, and then it was during Edinburgh, I went home and then we basically found out that, yeah, she's been diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. Um, and then I had to, my, my mum was looking after him. I mean, he was still fine at that point because well, everyone's been affected by cancer. It doesn't just go like that, although it does for some people. Um, but for my dad, it was a bit of a, a slower process. Um, he was, he was still fine, but that was the diagnosis and I had to go back down to Edinburgh and try and push, push myself through this uh, one year postgraduate of placements and essays and horribleness. Um, so that's actually when I started drawing. <laughs> that really like, that's, that's really heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a great, definitely wasn't a fantastic time. <laughs> um, that's when I got a little sketchbook got it from my wife, um, little moleskin sketchbook, um, and just started doing like little doodles of hills and things. And that was just like really simple things. Although when I look back on it, it was, it's heavily influenced this stuff. It looks <laughs> like fantastic. <massively. laughs> you have examples of that on your website yeah. and it yeah. looks like, you know, you see evolution of Jack almost. Yeah. I think, I think there is very much points that I've taken from those little drawings. There's lots of little straight lines in it and 
sort of geometry and, and sort of patterns and things yeah. and straight lines and angles that have now evolved into my newer work um, from the, the little tiny drawings. I've still got them. Um, and so I started a little Instagram page and it was called Highland Doodles, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was cool. And I just, it was just properly messing around. I didn't really know where it was going. I just was drawing for the crack. Yeah. Um, but you got your first commission. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. soon after you started, really. Yeah. Um, so I was doing like animals and things. Uh, and then I did do a drawing of Cairngorm. Mm -hmm. um, for somebody way, way back then, um, which was really cool. And that ended up, yeah, that was, that was a, the first commission for, it was for a friend. This was, wasn't for um, like strangers at that point. It was just friends, I think maybe supporting me, which was fine. Um, that was, that's, that normally is what happens. I think with people that start a business, they, their friends and family will support them. And then when you get that first stranger commission... And God for the family, <laughs> yeah. keeping us alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mom, please subscribe and follow. Yeah. <laughs> <Good> money. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, but starting out is hard. It's not easy yeah. at all. When we're doing a ketchup season, we'll be up to a part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mom don't forget to subscribe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so that really lands heavy you know what happened to you what happened to your dad i i feel like i'm really close to my dad although you know we live so far apart i mean he's in slovakia living with my mom and my little sister mm -hmm. i'm here but you know, the relationships we have with dads are so different to mom's relationship with moms. I think whether yeah. you're a boy or a girl. Um, and there is always this element of mischief, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. From dads and adventure mm -hmm. and things that should not be done. And all yeah. the stories you hear from the youth. <laughs> and your dad sounds like a really cool guy, you know, yeah. from even from what you right on your website you you say that you know you're not a great writer but from the blogs i read and you know little pieces that i found in interviews that you've done he really comes across as you know such for one of the most important definitely is that important definitely. people in your life yeah absolutely um definitely. how did it influence your artistic expression the Drawings are always you know, places that I've been to or experienced, 99% um, of them anyway. And I'm always looking for like an interesting composition, if you like, with, within the drawing. Um, something that kind of draws people in and, and wants... The idea behind it is to try and get people to go and explore that place and, and maybe find out a little bit about it themselves because I, I tend to leave some gaps and things in amongst the drawing to try and get people, oh, what's that? What, what's that meant to be? Maybe I should go and visit that place myself. And I think because my dad took me to quite a lot of the places that I've now drawn, um, that's probably where a lot of that kind of expression, the artistic expression comes from. Me wanting to go and explore new places because that's what 
he liked to do a lot of the time. Um, he liked to go and explore places he used to travel around for his work um, and kind of go on to land that maybe a lot of people haven't been to before and he'd find new places and then he'd come home and then he'd tell us about them and then we would go out and find them as well or find new places. Um, I think that was, and that's where I've now taken my direction as well. I like to go and look for some interesting new places or find a new interesting composition in a well-known place. Um, and then that's where the kind of cameras and drones and things come in, the technology has come into it a little bit as well. Um, Amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I love that, you know, you continue... It's not really a tradition, but you, you know, you're continuing with exploration. I want to talk to you about what happened after, because you have not started your business right after your dad died. You no. went on a journey, a voyage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, How sad. Yeah, I know. So... Yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. So, was it a way for you to process your grief as well? A hundred percent. Now that I reflect on it, it definitely, definitely was. I was running away from problems, <laughs> and and luckily it has my, to my be wife. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely running away from um, not a problem or yeah grief. But my luckily my my wife was really really supportive as well. So. Um, basically during my kind of second year of teaching that's when my uh, my dad passed away um, and at the same time me and my wife were saving money to hopefully buy somewhere we were wanting to buy a property we had a little flat um, that we wanted that we had our eye on we were renting um, and we were trying to buy this little flat and we'd managed to raise enough money and beg, borrow and steal and <laughs> over the, like the last couple of years to try and have enough to buy this tiny little flat. So we had this money, this kind of, not lump sum, but enough to put a deposit down essentially um, to be able to move to Inverness properly. Uh, and then I don't know when exactly it happened, but I think we just decided that it wasn't right. It's, this is not the right time to buy. And we're just like, let's not spend all this money on this little flat. I would rather do something else. <laughs> so instead of buying a flat, we uh, bought one-way tickets to New Zealand, <laughs> quit our jobs or took a career break, um, which was, I get that's really cool. Something cool that you can do as a teacher. You can um, take a year out and you can still be sort of guaranteed your job back. With the council at least, which I didn't is, know this. is awesome. I am so going in. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, well, my wife's still a teacher; she still loves it. But I, I wasn't one hundred percent sure if I wanted to be a teacher at that point. So I thought, right, this is a good time to take a break. Um, let's see, let's see what happens. So we, yeah, when we took it to New Zealand, we had my nephew was going to be born year after so we had a kind of rough timeline we wanted to come back we gotta by. get back for yeah. this little man we <laughs> <laughs> had to get home by sort of june time that was the plan um so this was september 2019 um 
flew to New Zealand and then our, our lump sum money ended up buying a van <laughs> um, from some random guy. In I like the investment. <laughs> yeah. <thinking. laughs> it's quite, it was quite scary. And so our like life savings just went on this <laughs> like old kind of rubbish van. <laughs> it worked out for y'all. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what? It's like from... What's that movie with Julia Roberts? Eat, Pray, Love or something? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And she goes like, she quits her job, she, <laughs> she divorces her husband, and yeah. she goes and travels the world yeah. just to like process her grief yeah. and refine herself. I think, yeah, that was definitely, in reflection, that was what I was doing. <laughs> um, we got the van. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand because... Um, Everyone says it's it's kind of like Scotland, but just bigger and better in every way. Um, so, yeah, I was just like absolutely mind blown with the the sort of van life, um, sort of uh, vibes, if you like. It was just, just <laughs> that I remember is the not millennial <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, it was just it was just so 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 cool. <laughs> what a cliche! <laughs> I know, I know. It really, it really was. But it, th this was back when it was okay to be a cliche. <laughs> this is 2019. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. You just made it, though. I know. Like, imagine you would go, like, few, half a year later. Yeah. You, been, that would crash. Yeah. Oh, my was, goodness. I don't, I don't think you can kind of do what we did. Yeah. Or it's certainly not as easy as it was when we did it. I don't think mm. it's quite as possible anymore. Or the, the price has gone up or... Yeah, it was it was like it was just properly meant to be. It properly just fell into place perfectly. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, total fluke. <laughs> so we got yeah, we just drove around New Zealand basically for four or five months. Went all over the place. Um, we stayed with some families. We did a it's called Help X. So you kind of okay. stay with a family. It means you get to shower. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. Amazing noise that we're getting. I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Can you jump and close all those doors? Because we're having some joyful cleaners here. <laughs> For some reason, yeah. it's a wiping hard. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. Yeah, that's Wait, even the front door. <laughs> that was some oh, howling as we were wondering what is going on. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> And this is why I need an extra person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because jump out of this is quite challenging. Yeah. Yeah, we were logging their job and they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Buzzing. Let's get laughs> so you were a climber as well. Yeah, so I started climbing in Edinburgh. And um, I saw a picture of, was it? Tolkien's, how is it called, Tolkien's? Oh, Tolkien's Crag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you a fan? Does it go, like, together with oh, New Zealand oh, and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a crossover. Do we there. have time to get out about Tolkien? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think so. No, this is the, uh, episode two with Jack yeah. <laughs> coming soon. No, I, I yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's definitely connection going on there so um Tolkien's Crag that was actually that was a total fluke I had no idea that that was even there so the the climbing came from in Edinburgh that was again a bit of a an escape the drawing and the climbing was a bit yeah. of an escape from when my dad was ill um and it was my the only person I kind of knew not the only person but I, I got um more friendly with someone that I used to go to school with in Edinburgh mm. um her name's Karen Monroe she 
she kind of introduced me to like bouldering indoor climbing and I went climbing with her quite a lot in Edinburgh and then I joined the Edinburgh Mountaineering Club and then I got to go on the the meets with them so they do like a sort of overnighter every year where they go in random places have like a sort of Cayley night and a and then go climbing. There's always climbing, obviously. <laughs> um, and Tolkien's Crag was uh, that was on the Isle of Iona, which is really cool. So that was Mull, and then over to Iona, um, which is somewhere that I've never been, um, and it's not really somewhere that you would really go that often because you it's really quite. It looks amazing a trip though. To get there. Yeah, <laughs> it, looks it, it was awesome. It was, we got lucky with the weather. It, it was beautiful. Um, but Tolkien's Crag, I was mostly photographing <laughs> on Tolkien's Crag. I wasn't doing much climbing because I wasn't particularly it's a good climber. Okay. Yeah, um, still not a very good climber. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Tolkien-wise, yeah, there's definitely a link with the New Zealand thing. We did the tour of all the different places <laughs> in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my wife, not a massive fan, but she was definitely on board to go and find all the spots. Yeah. So we did Hobbiton <laughs> on a, like a, the most beautiful day ever. That was literally uh, one of my favourite days of oh, all time. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. Can't recommend it enough to everybody. And now this year, I think, or is it maybe next year, they've actually built one of the houses inside like one of I the read levels. about this yeah you can actually walk through it now because before it was just like a sort of oh, door with a blank thing behind yeah. it it was just like quite disappointing um, but you got all the outdoor part and, and it's and they've set it up like it's actually a proper little working little village it's so cool it's amazing um, but we did all the whole tour I spot like got all the spots down for um, yeah the sort of Lord of the Rings. How tour. long did you stay there for? In New Zealand. Yeah. Um, was I think it was about four and a half, five months. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I would say we did a good solid majority of it. We we even went back to some places that we liked better than other places. So we had lots of time yeah. there. Um, top of the North Island to the south of the North Island, then crossed over, and we did the top of the South Island all the way to the bottom of the South Island yeah um stayed with friends made some friends um that I still keep in touch with which is cool and uh yeah that that's kind of where it all started really what I'm what I'm now calling my career yeah. <laughs> uh probably a, a sort of pivotal point there was maybe two two main points I would say was staying with a, a family in um town called New Plymouth which is next to Mount Taranaki on the North Island it's on the west coast um, we stayed with this family um, Jane and Steve who uh, Steve actually went to Milburn which is where I used to work <laughs> which is just surreal bonkers. yeah it's absolutely bonkers um, so they're yeah they lived in Inverness but then moved to New Zealand stayed with them they've got this like amazing house where and they've got this all this land around it and they're basically i think they probably are 100 self-sustaining now but that was their goal and how awesome is yeah, that and, it, and we got to work with them and planting um like vegetables and things in their garden and they've got bees and cows and chickens and it was a whole amazing experience for me i've never done I anything need like to that go see <laughs> yeah it was really cool they're called um uh, it was called 
Clarty, Clarty Farm or something. I can't remember the name of the house. Anyway, uh, I ended up doing a drawing whilst just sitting outside in the van um, one night. I'd had my little sketchbook and I was doing some little messing around, but I actually sat down and was like, right, I'm going to do a, a proper big drawing here with my little pens. Um, it was ideal to travel with rather than like paints and everything. I just had the little fine liner pen and a, and a sketch pad. So sat and did a drawing. And uh, Jane, who then was following me on Instagram with the Highland Doodles things, I posted it up and then she wanted to buy it, <laughs> which was cool. So um, I ended up, I think we posted it, yeah, posted it back to her. She bought it and I was like, oh, I made some money out of a drawing here. Um, to somebody, it wasn't a, a complete stranger, but it was only someone I'd met for a couple of weeks. So we stayed with them you know, or a week. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, let's do some more. So I <laughs> did another drawing and I think she ended up buying another one. Uh, and then we crossed over to the South Islands and I very distinctly remember being on the, the sort of shorefront of Lake Wanaka, um, which was, it's like a sort of just the most beautiful little town ever. Amazing little coffee shops, the, the most epic views down the lake. Just like really, really cool, like really cool place. Very expensive, I think, to live there. Um, very chilled. And I just sat on the grass and I was like drawing the hills in front of me just down the down the lake. And I did them in all like different styles and I've still got that drawing. I think it's it's still on my website. Um, it's not one that people buy because it's not really of anything in particular, but it's lots of little mini versions of hills um, in lots of different styles. And that was when I think I was trying to hone in on a certain style of drawing. Um, did I want to use lines or dots or cross hatching or various things like that and I was it's just like a sort of grid of of the mountains in front of me and then I think it kind of came from there I was like I like this style the best and even my a very very early draft of my now logo is in that drawing as well which is cool um yeah and, I, and then from there I did quite a few more drawings in New Zealand of various places and I think I got some more interest from people at home and the kind of Instagram started growing a little bit. Uh, and then I guess we had to, we were due to leave New Zealand. So um, in hindsight, I wish we stayed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were meeting uh, Laura's parents in Australia. So we were, we had a kind of date that we were going to meet them. So we had to sell the van um, which was all went nice and smoothly. Went to New, went to Australia. We did a little <laughs> scratch the surface of <laughs> Australia. We did three weeks in Australia, but we only drove from. I think we did Brisbane to Sydney, which is like tiny, tiny little section. <laughs> Took like three weeks to get there. <laughs> Australia is is big, um, and then we went to Singapore, and then we went into Malaysia, and. At this point, I was kind of following this flu outbreak that was happening in China <laughs> on Reddit and like news channels and things. And at that point, it wasn't anything. Um, was that like January time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got this uh, screenshot on my phone. And it's like, I think it was like 38 people in critical, critical condition in uh, Wuhan, China. I was like, oh, that sounds quite 
quite serious and then just carried on with my life. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I think it, it was in Malaysia when things started to get really scary. <laughs> Laura's parents had long since left and it was back just me and Laura um, traveling through Malaysia. We did, we were on the east coast on some islands and we went to the west coast and we were in Georgetown and then we went up into the Cameron Highlands um, and then that was when people started wearing masks and things were really quite serious and parents were telling us that we should maybe come home and what should we do? Rethink this, guys. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, okay, what, what is happening? Is it is it bad there? And then we went to Kuala Lumpur and um, stayed in a hotel and then in the morning, I think we got like a piece of paper through the bottom of the door basically saying hotel is shutting all shops are shutting the wow. airport is shutting you need to leave get you can't out. stay anymore get out there <laughs> yeah, save like, yourself oh dear <laughs> so we booked a flight time to go <laughs> yeah yeah time to go time to go straight to the airport that was just, it all happened really quite fast in the end um got to the airport we were there for all day watching the board like Flight cancelled, flight cancelled, flight cancelled. Oh At the bottom was uh, Kuala Lumpur via, where did we go? Um, Doha, Qatar. And then... Nice airport to, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool airport. Um, we were like, please don't cancel, please don't cancel. And at this point in um, Kuala Lumpur airport, I was going into McDonald's and getting like a burger and things, but they were like taking temperature of your on your forehead. Things were heating up. Yeah, going to the toilet and... Um, cleaners are coming in and, and cleaning all after you. The place was absolutely spotless. I mean, it was spotless anyway. Um, so it's quite, we were like, okay, we really need to go home. Totally frazzled, got to Doha, so we were fine. Um, got to Edinburgh and then got to Edinburgh and it was like nothing was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was like a sign on one of the pillars like, Please cough into your <laughs> cough into your elbow or wear a mask <laughs> if you want to. We keep monitoring the situation yeah, like, far east. Mm. <laughs> so far we're good. Yeah, I was like, oh dear, they they have no idea, do they? What's coming? <laughs> I I do you know I remember this so much. I was sitting with my my some of my very best friends. I was doing a degree in Cambridge, and we were having lunch during the lunch break uh, mm. in a canteen. And someone just said, did you guys hear about this thing? What's going on with China in China with this virus? Yeah. And I think five of us just went, no, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we were doing like natural sciences all of yeah. us. <laughs> we're like, it's, it's going to be fine. Why are you stressing? Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> think it's not going to happen. It wasn't. <laughs> oh, so yeah. COVID really kind of pinned you down and forced you to... It, it forced the trip to be cut short mm. by, I think, when did we come home? We basically came home just before the whole country went into lockdown. So when was that? March, March. 26th or something. So we yeah, were back. That was very early March. Yeah. I'm sure we were back like a week before that happened or two weeks or something. Um, so we'd still had April, May, at least another two months. And we planned on doing kind of a little tour of Southeast Asia, mm. Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia type thing. Um, now you have to go it's terrible you have to go back to go back now. life sucks <laughs> <laughs> unfinished business yeah <laughs> and Malaysia was brilliant but I wanted to do all do like all the other countries around it as well um, 
Um, yeah, so I kind of missed a little key part out of this kind of thing, actually, mm. to be honest, the, the drawing side of things, um, which I think I should maybe go back to a little bit. So in over Christmas time in New Zealand, we stayed with um, friends. It was, it was, they were actually my brother's friends, my really close brother's friends, um, so, uh, Tom and Rosanna. Um, they, Tom is actually from New Zealand, uh, and his uncle lives in on a farm, um, and it's in Hamner Springs. So we stayed there for Christmas time. Um, me and Laura, and also my friend who was also doing a kind of van tour of uh, New Zealand. Who, he was in Japan prior, and then he went to South Korea, and then came to New Zealand, and we met up and did a little tour as well with him. So we were all at the farm, and it was over Christmas time that Tom and Rosanna were kind of like, why don't you try and take the drawing a bit more seriously? You could, you could maybe do that as a kind of side hustle to your teaching and things like that. And I was like, oh yeah, this could be an idea. And Tom is, so he's a product designer, but he's also very good at kind of marketing and um, what would you say? Just, he's got a very good business head on him, but so does Rosanna. And now they have their own like shop and premises nice. uh, in Edinburgh. Um, it's called Hilda. They do houseplants. Um, oh my god I think I followed them because I you ah. shared it on your story or something yeah potentially yeah it's such a beautiful store yeah uh, yes I know who this yeah I know them yeah so Tom Tom and Rosanna um so they they were very influential in kind of pushing the, the business side of things to me like sort of weighing up how it would work and how would I would approach it and how I could go from like doing it as a kind of side hustle and and slowly building it into some sort of business um so yeah I, I want to definitely say that they really helped with that as well that kind of do they have a stock Fifteen <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. Uh, <laughs> not quite but tom has yeah tom's helped me he helped with the website he helped with my my logo he just the, basically all the branding um he put a lot of that together and i've tried my absolute hardest to kind of keep that all those things throughout everything that I do now just um very consistently yeah. using and it's very well known image. it's very well known logo and yeah. people know it I mean we have friends that you know wear your t-shirts and <laughs> yeah. love all the stuff that you do and we had conversation with our friends about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you definitely have you know, a stream of things out there <laughs> and, and you're being recognized thanks to work that you do and the branding. I think the, I think that's really important. The, the consistently yeah. using the, the logo and the colors and the, and trying to get people to like, Oh, that, that looks like Jack Sparrow. Oh, it is Jack Sparrow type type thing. Um, and Tom and Rosanna, yeah, they really helped me with that side of things. Cause I had no idea. I didn't do any of that in animation <laughs> like studying animation it might have done a lot of it if I did like illustration or something at university but the animation there was nothing to do with branding and, and, and that kind of side of things um, so they really helped me there yeah massively so COVID kind of gets you started yeah COVID, yeah and I think that's it could be said for quite a lot of small businesses um, 
you'd suddenly had time. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was strange. I, I got home, I didn't get my job back, <laughs> even though I was told I would. Uh, I didn't, I kind of got, yeah, I was meant to go back to teaching, but because of COVID, schools were obviously all over the place. Yeah. Um, working from home, things like that. So I, I actually ended up not getting my job back. Um, but I had, we had a little bit of money left because we got forced home early. So we didn't spend our old budget. In hindsight, if I knew it was coming, we'd have blown it all on <laughs> scuba diving and things in Malaysia, which is what I really wanted to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we came home and I just moved back in with my mum uh, and I just found myself drawing kitchen table loads because I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> didn't have a job, couldn't get a job, world was in turmoil. Um, but slowly you managed. You managed to break through <clears throat> the noise and you became... Your style is very unique. Even the people that you say, you know, you're inspired by. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the, those artists, there's... Something, you know, very unique about the way you do your art. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm definitely influenced by artists, but I, I'm, and also, like, I'm going to say, like, maths and sort of physics and astrology. And Are you good of, in maths? No. <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> um, but I have an interest in like patterns and yeah. things like that I like um, I like graphs and patterns and angles and, and kind of how things line up in the world and the environment and things like that and I think a lot of that maybe comes across in the drawings as well I like uh, straight lines and quite logical things I think I work quite logically kind of from start to finish I won't always start a drawing and finish it and um, I've got lots of unfinished drawings but I generally work left to right in a kind of a logical manner and I think my drawings are quite literal and logical and that's kind of who I am as well that's yeah that's kind of how I how I live life logically okay yeah I started kind of like building the portfolio when I was at home. Yeah. Um, at your mum's. Yeah, my mum's. So I just was just thinking of all the places that I visited in Scotland, um, all the photographs that I've had kind of stored in my hard drive, just looking through them, finding composition spots and, and kind of picking out the ones that were most influential to me. And I just started drawing and building a portfolio of mostly Scottish landscape drawings. Um, and at the same time as I was drawing, Tom was building the website for me. We were doing video calls. This was during peak, <laughs> peak COVID. Yeah, so he was getting work from me and I was doing my own work. And I was basically funding the website build via selling <laughs> drawings That's and commissions and things. Yeah. So I was doing personal work, commissions, and then using that money because I then was running out of money. We had that little pot left from traveling that was then kind of spent on building the business because yeah. it's difficult to do it completely fund free. You need some money um, yeah. and to pay Tom for all the work that he was doing for me. Um, so we got the, yeah, we got the website up and running. Um, 
it was it must have been in June of twenty twenty yeah um and I remember that I think it was the first day it went live um and I was wandering around where was it I was in a garden center what garden center was it Howden's I can't remember um but <laughs> with uh, my mum and I think we were, it was like an outdoor space that you could go to, <laughs> like a, a shop that was open. Um, and I remember getting my first sale through the website and I was like, oh, wow, I'm just walking around the garden centre. Earning things money. Up, things up on my phone. I'm like, someone just bought a drawing. <laughs> this is working great. <laughs> this is cool. I like this. This could, this could work. Yeah. <laughs> I got like one or two sales that day and I was like, whoa. I've made like 30 quid. <laughs> that's pretty good though. For yeah. the first day, that's pretty decent. Yeah, it was cool. And I, I tried to build like lots of hype on Instagram with it. Like social media is important. Just like trying to pick it up as much as possible. Um, and I had lots of work to fire up on it straight away, which was, which was good. And then I really need to, I have updated it a little bit this year actually with portfolio work since like newer work, but I need to do, more updates to the to the website. I've got a few things that still need to go on it um, that I've not really shared with anybody. So, yeah. The secret project. Secret project. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of which is not so secret because you are... And tell me if this is not correct, but this is your biggest commission work so far you ever got with... Um, the marathon man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That Alan? was yeah. Alan Corcoran. Yeah. That was, um, that was off the back of Banff. Yeah. Um, That's where you is, met. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't, we've never met in person. Okay. Although he must've been right in front of me, but he I didn't. He was probably spying on me. <laughs> He's <laughs> like one of the secret fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think he, I think he spotted my work during the kind of build up to Banff because I was making a big deal about it on Instagram, yeah. which I obviously went off because it was a huge deal for me. It is a huge um, deal. Was it cool. was amazing. Yeah. Um, so I was posting about it and um, I got in touch prior and he was looking at other artists as well. So we we're kind of working out prices and things like that. Um, but in Banff, I got to set up a, like, a little sort of market display. So there's a big market on, there's a little room full of artists and things. And I had like prints of this and then like three other prints of Scotland prints um so I had like, like my tiny little table um but when I was there it was quite popular I think I sold quite a lot of work to people and I had it must have been one point when it was particularly busy and, and Alan was there um but he didn't get speaking to me because there was people around um and he had to go or something I can't quite remember um but when I got home we got chatting on Instagram I did a bit of research on him, really cool guy, Irish, did 35 marathons in 35 days, ran around Ireland, absolutely nuts, <laughs> like really cool, like very different from uh, kind of what what I, uh, like this, this style of adventures, if you like, that I do, um, like way more kind of mad endurance adventures, really, really cool. Um, but he essentially... Um, yeah, got in touch, told me about his film, sent me the film, watched the film. Um, and then he wanted me to, once he'd finished his book, illustrate his entire book <laughs> full of uh, drawings all to do with um, 
So how many doing. are you doing? 30? Uh, there was 40 drawings altogether. It's all done. Oh, it's done. It's yeah, completed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was done. Um, it was actually kind of, it was done in in the summertime. Yeah, okay. Was sort of like, Very recent. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was brilliant. It was, it was by far the biggest commission I've done. Um, I can officially say I'm now an illustrator. People ask like, <laughs> oh, so do you illustrate books? That's like the classic. <laughs> but now I can say, yes, I have illustrated a book, whereas prior I'd not. Amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like 40, there were small drawings, um, but it was a huge amount of work. Just, uh, he sent me a big script of all the different sort of sections of the book that he wanted illustrated. And I had to kind of come up with drawings to do with those little sections. So it was, it was different from my normal style, which is generally working from photographs or for some of his we didn't have photographs to work from. I had to kind of botch together multiple photographs, reference images to then create something that works alongside um, his book. How yeah. many hours did you spend on this project? Oh man, too many. Hundred twenty-eight thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. It was a very like fast-paced as well. I think I just kind of blocked out maybe. Um, I think it was about six or eight weeks, and I was just working every day, blasting through it, not really doing anything else. Um, Incredible. Apart from that, but yeah, again, a, a brilliant. Um, experience really cool uh, and now yeah I'm, I'm still keeping in touch with Alan um, on Instagram and things and I think his book's doing really really well <laughs> seems to be posts about it all the time and things and he's getting lots of good reviews and stuff so. amazing yeah. congratulations <laughs> yeah yeah that was a really cool one <laughs> did you repress the button um I think the shooting the 4k is overeating us here oh it's over that's okay what does it say no, the camera is overheating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not, that's it will tell you when it's going <laughs> to shut down. So we still yeah, have... Okay. It was, yeah, a heads up for... Okay. For, we're approaching that moment. We're, we're getting there. It's going to get the rest yeah, before yeah, yeah. our next guest arrives. <laughs> Starts, like, steaming at the side. <laughs> Do you know what, like... Oh, dear. When that happened first time, because usually I film, like, shorter segments. Yeah. You know, like, you do, like, quick two minutes, mm -hmm. you know? And suddenly I was doing a podcast that was like hour, hour and a half. And, you know, this appearance was like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what mine it's does. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> if you have it sitting, it, it starts to really freak out. It does not enjoy sitting on 4K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you have such a huge amount of work and creative work like this, is incredibly challenging mentally and physically. I mean, it really pins you down on, you know, in your studio, mm -hmm. uh, which looks so cool, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I would like to... It's, just it's like when you were doing like a tour of your studio thing, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, challenge accepted, Jack. <laughs> Wait a couple years and then I'll show you my... <laughs> But um, how do you recharge? Yeah, um, it's it's pretty. It's, it's the pretty classic, to be honest. It's just getting getting outside and and getting away from. Okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. Now here's a tricky <laughs> question, because this what happens to me. 
and this is what I spoke about with my therapist a lot as well. Yeah. So once you are out there and you're starting to having that kind of like mental wash and, you know, you are walking in nature or whatever and or swimming in the sea and then you're like, oh, I really like how the light is hitting this point here. I yeah. can totally see this. <laughs> I know that that is what happens as well, though, when you're. Yeah, I'll go for, I'll do a kind of walk or or, or something and, and it's meant to be a kind of switch off. But then I'm just thinking this would make a really good drawing <laughs> or I'm doing, I'll, I'll take my camera, which comes everywhere and I'll make a little film about the place. And I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed this little place. This would make a really good drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got like a list of places that need to be drawn Um yeah, do I ever kind of switch off then completely? But doesn't it really <laughs> doesn't it really mean that what we do self recharges us? You know. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we put the work out there, we put a little bit of piece of ourselves. Because any creative work, I mean, I guess any work that you do with a level of care and passion. You know, you put yourself out there, a little piece of you. But the work that we do as um, artists, creators, artisans, is really kind of self-recharging, at least to me. It doesn't seem like work. Yeah, that, that as well. Um, a lot of like questions I get asked at um, markets is, um, how many hours have you spent on this drawing? Well, you must have a lot of patience and, and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do, but I, I kind of just enjoy just doing it. It doesn't, as you say, it doesn't hundred percent always feel like I'm yeah. working. This is, I've turned something that I love into something that now is a career. Is it your <laughs> Zen mode? That, does it like, it's a state of, when I was speaking to another artist, she told me that, once she gets into that, once she breaks the canvas, she's a painter, once she breaks the canvas, and she almost gets into this state of meditation when mm -hmm. it just flows for her. Yeah. It's yeah. like the start is, what a labor. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, how the hell am I going to approach this? Yeah. Like, it exists in here, you know, in this great matter whatever it <laughs> yeah. is and then you just have to find a way how to express it and translate it mm -hmm. visually and we're both visual artists um i just find it so inspiring you know that you managed to do that <laughs> i would never in my life like look at the detail on this it's just absolutely mind-blowing you know that there are so many people who are so beautifully creative in so many ways mm -hmm. you know and speaking to you today was such a pleasure <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> it was like a little bit of dream come true because i've been following you for a few years now yeah thank and you thank you so much for accepting <laughs> i think we'll have to come back to you because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have a lot of uh, cool stuff coming out yeah next year um yeah i 
I can't talk about it too much. About it's actually. a secret. It's not a secret project. Oh my god, I can't wait. It's just, it's just because the the funding hasn't hundred percent come through, and but yeah, uh, we're waiting to see. But I'm, I can say I, we've done a little trailer, so I'm working alongside a freelance film film um, maker who lives in Scotland, lives in Dunkeld. Um, and it's all to do with music and Gaelic and it's and then the drawings and it's it's really cool. Uh, it could be absolutely brilliant and it might be another way back to Banff, which is a bit of a goal for me as well. I don't know if I'll get back there as, as the artist, um, but I'd love to get back there as something. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 all I can say. You really have a that. vision and you're just going to go for it. I've got, yeah, I've got a million ideas um, that are in my head and well, some of them are written down, um, but it's a, it's a slow process and I think I'm only in my, this is my second year, like full time doing it and I've got lots more to go. I think, um, yeah, very early, early days for uh, developing it. So. There's lots of lots more work to come, hundred percent. I've surprisingly busy first three months next year <laughs> of, of various things. Yeah, yeah, it's normally like a quiet time for um, like an artist or a small small business before kind of markets kick in, and because no one's really doing too much January, February, March, because it's well in Scotland anyway. It's cold, dark, and miserable. But <laughs> so we're very positive about the light here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, my, it's potentially one of my more favourite times anyway, because, yeah, skiing. Um, and the light is always awesome as well. Oh, right? light is so <laughs> buttery right yeah, now. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, so, yeah, that's when I'll get personal work done as well. Um, some personal drawings hopefully done in the first sort of couple of months of next year social media you do instagram yep instagram um do you do tiktok i've dabbled in tiktok i'm doing i'm doing a little bit of kind of tattoo designs on tiktok oh which is quite fun so they're like really really simple little hills um of various pe various places that people have asked for Oh, nice. essentially so like little single line mm -hmm. drawings that's the kind of route i'm going down with tiktok because i don't know it's if you i found with tiktok if you're almost like to get people to engage with it they need to have Stimuli. a reason to yeah <laughs> a reason, yeah yeah so there's there's hundreds of artists and people are just kind of they're chucking up their work and i found that I'm not getting noticed very much on TikTok. It's very TikTok. saturated. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So if you if you don't really if you haven't got into it quickly, which I haven't, if you if you're giving the viewer something, um, they tend to engage with it a lot more. So I'm basically giving them tattoo designs, and people are then requesting it, uh, which and if people comment and things, that's normally boosts up a little bit as well, um. But I've kind of stopped doing it recently, just not had time. Yeah. Uh, the lead up to Christmas is always really, really busy with markets back to back every weekend for the last like six weeks. And then last minute commissions. Um, last minute interviews. Last minute interviews, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like lots of like, yeah, just things leading up to Christmas. Um, but I will definitely get back into it properly 
next year because um, it was quite good. Um, yeah, and Instagram, do you do TikTok. Twitter or Facebook? No, not so much Twitter um, or X. I don't do... Facebook is linked to my Instagram, so mm. when I post on Instagram, it tends to post onto Facebook. But I would say Instagram is my kind of main go-to. Yeah. Um, my Facebook it, it doesn't really tend to do as well. Really, it's not it's not particularly gets engaged with very much. Um, but yeah. Instagram, it is. For Instagram. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then website and and your email and stuff. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to get in touch with me quickly uh, an email is always the best because um, okay. Instagram DMs and things sometimes get lost there's yeah. sometimes quite a lot of them come through um, and they sometimes go into spam and all sorts of things so the an email if someone is needing something quickly that's that's the best way um, if someone's got well we're gonna link it for everyone to see Perfect. And to see your beautiful work. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much, Jake, for today. Yeah, it's been absolute pleasure. It's been wonderful. We're definitely going to have you for round two at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe like a couple of years. <laughs> Once we have the update on the <laughs> secret project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. And have a safe journey home. Yeah, cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>